Radio. Well, good day and welcome to The Journey. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's show as we move joyfully further into the Easter season. We've got a really big show lined up for you today. Can't wait to get into it. We're going to hear from Sister Hilda Scott, who's got a really timely message for us again to remind us about all of the important things associated with Easter. Trish McCarthy, one of our weekly contributors to the show, is going to be on today and she's going to talk to us all about freedom and authenticity. Really good piece from Trish this week. We're going to hear from Marilyn Rodriguez. We're going to hear from Byron and Francine Parola. Bruce Downs is going to join us. But as usual, we're going to kick off with the Gospel Reflection this week. And this week's Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 25. We're going to read that, and then we're going to hear from Father Ken Cave. Father Ken's a great guy, Franciscan, who absolutely loves life, loves his community, and he's always got really wonderful things to say to us when his turn comes around to give us the Gospel Reflection. So let's get into it. Let's hear from Nick Weir, who's going to read our Gospel for us. Then I'll be straight into the gospel reflection with Father Ken. After that, a bit of music, and then we'll be straight into hearing from Sister Hilda straight after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks for joining us on this week's journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 35 to 48. The disciples told their story of what had happened on the road, and how they had recognized Jesus at the breaking of bread. They were still talking about all this when Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. In a state of alarm and fright, they thought they were seeing a ghost. But he said, Why are you so agitated? And why are these doubts rising in your hearts? Look at my hands and feet. Yes, it is I indeed. Touch me and see for yourselves. A ghost has no flesh and bones as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. Their joy was so great that they could not believe it, and they stood dumbfounded. So he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they offered him a piece of grilled fish, which he took and ate before their eyes. Then he told them, This is what I meant when I said, while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms, has to be fulfilled. He then opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, So you see how it is written that the Christ would suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that, in his name, repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to this. The Gospel of the Lord. The third uh, Sunday of Easter, we read from the Gospel of Luke. And again, similar to last week, we hear about Jesus coming into the midst of his disciples and wishing them peace. How would you feel if you were Peter, denying Jesus three times, running away after he'd been crucified, and then he comes in and says, peace? I mean, if that would one of us, we'd probably say, listen, Peter, it was you who betrayed me. You were the one who ran away. You were the one who stood back and watched me being executed. None of that from Jesus. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The feelings of embarrassment and of guilt, of shame and fear, they choke us at times. In these circumstances, it's often difficult for us to recognize Jesus. 
It's difficult to recognize the truth about ourselves. It's hard to go out and stand for Christ by the way we act, the way we live, not ramming religion down people's necks. The heart of Jesus' message was to reach out, to reach out in peace to all people, to those who persecute us, to those who don't want peace, to those who are in the middle of being terrified themselves by their circumstances in life. I chose to come to you, says Jesus. I don't want you to have to come to me. I've come to you. Look at my hands stretched out for you. Eat and drink with me and be nourished. Let your minds be open to understand. Let's sit down and have a meal together. Let's be reconciled to one another. Do we have a sense that we're loved by Christ? And get used to being loved by Christ and get used to being forgiven so that in that experience that we have, we can take that to others and overcome fear in people and bring joy. Ours is not a religion of fear that there's a terrorist behind every bag that you see on a train. Ours is an experience of religion of joy, of welcoming people, of a smile rather than a frown, a calmness that brings about true reconciliation. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. I'm constantly amazed and stunned at the amount of pain the human heart is able to absorb. Forever in awe at the secrets that the heart can carry. There are those aspects of pain that never see the light of day, never shared, and yet have their effects in a person's life nonetheless. How often, when I'm confronted with this pain, do I long to ease it and tell the story of the resurrection, of life beyond condemnation, beyond disappointment, beyond the guilt that dogs our steps, beyond seemingly unending sorrow and apparently hopeless situations that seem to have no resolution. How often have I wanted to take those things up and drop them in the nearest ocean, far away from the one who hurts, never to have them return. And here I am not just referring to the stories I've been told, but also the ones I can so easily and accurately intuit. Sometimes I try to talk about the land that awaits them beyond the suffering, that land of resurrection that is not heaven far away, but heaven right now, here in this world, in this lifetime, and personally marked for the individual. But so often, sadly, while someone can take it in at a head level, the delight and freedom it carries doesn't reach their eyes, and I understand that. It's as though they're caught, they live in a permanent Good Friday and can't ever envisage Easter Sunday. It seems to me that this could become a permanent state for the world if it isn't broken. What is it that keeps the hope of Easter and the resurrection alive? I think maybe it's as simple as you and I continuing to believe, continuing to hope and living as people of that hope. 
It's as simple as you and I crying out, Alleluia, in our hearts every time we catch sight of the resurrection. And we do that more often than we realise. The Alleluia chorus of hope will always be accessible in the world. It'll never die out and will continue to enable the light to pass into the eyes and hearts of those who can't believe in resurrection. There is a true story told of an incident in a concentration camp during the Second World War. It was Easter Sunday, and the prisoners were assembled as they were every day. One of the prisoners asked the Commandant if he could address the prisoners. Incredibly, the Commandant agreed. But he said, you can only use three words. So he did. The prisoner mounted the shift podium, so often used for messages of utter cruelty, and he simply said, Christ is risen. The prisoners responded, Alleluia. Hope was spoken, and the prisoners heard it. Imagine what that did for their beaten spirits. Imagine what it would do for the beaten spirits of this world if every day you and I too call out, Christ is risen. Alleluia. Welcome back to The Journey. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. And you just heard from my good mate, wonderful woman, Sister Hilda Scott, just reminding us very, very poignantly about, well, all the things associated with Easter. Prior to that, we heard from Crowder with I Am, and of course we had the Gospel Reflection with Father Ken Cafe. Now, as this is going to air right around the country in various radio stations and with our thousands of listeners that are joining us each week online, very conscious of the fact that there'll be a whole lot of school bags that are getting cleaned out and, and ready to go back for, for another term, and there might be quite a few people that are listening to us as they're travelling back from wherever they've been holidaying, heading home, ready to kick off another school term. Well, if that's you... Safe travels today. Make sure you have lots and lots of breaks. And I hope that the many, many teachers that listen into the show are returning, well, a little bit refreshed after what's been a whirlwind start to the year. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. As I sat watching the ocean the other day, I saw a young girl run down to the sand with great excitement. She stood for a moment, collecting her thoughts, then exploded into an expressive movement of her own unique dance. I was captivated by two things that spoke to me, the young girl's freedom and her ability to be authentically true to herself. That freedom was reflected in her lack of concern for judgment of others. She had a dance within her that demanded expression, completely absorbed in the moment of flow. It was creative, unique, beautiful, dimensional, dynamic and real. That realness and authenticity of character was the other thing that struck me. When we are authentic, being who we are created to be, fully alive and free from fear, it is then that we have the most positive influence on those around us. No matter who we are, where we have been, what our past entails or where we're headed, others are looking for someone to point the way to freedom and fullness of life. Never underestimate the impact you have on people and the visible sign you are of God's presence in this world, indicating that freedom and hope are available here and now. Spend some time this week giving yourself permission to be free and authentic in your time with yourself and interactions with others. Allow that symbolic dance or song or meal or random act of kindness or whatever is uniquely you to burst forth with no restrictions. Become fully alive and in tune with your true self and in doing so, 
Make known the God who loves us and is alive and present in you. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. Hope you're enjoying today's show wherever you are listening in from. Whether you're one of our thousands of listeners who access the program online each week, maybe you're listening in from Albury Wodonga's 98.5 The Light. Perhaps you're up in Port Macquarie with 99.9 Reamer FM, or maybe on the South Coast Pulse 941. Lots of listeners who are tuning in from Wagga's Life FM 101.9, and great to have a few of those Victorians listening in too from Bendigo's 105.1 or Gippsland's 103.9. We don't mind where you're listening from. It's just great to know that this show is getting picked up in so many places and that people are telling their friends and family to listen into the show. Why wouldn't you? We've got some great inputs. We heard from Trish McCarthy in her Milk and Honey segment and the topic Freedom and Authenticity. Great to have Trish on the show each and every week. She's been with us since day dot and so many people just tune in, really, just to hear Trish McCarthy's stuff. She's that good. Coming up, we're going to hear from my good mate Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Then after a quick break... It's going to be time to hear from Marilyn Rodriguez. She's going to talk to us all about the importance of one-on-one time. Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. In school, we learned about facts. We memorised mathematical facts. We learned laws of nature in science. We considered the facts of history. Our parents taught us what was reasonable and sensible when it came to living. Yet, as much as we base our everyday lives on facts, on evidence, on good sense, we know that when it comes to the greatest things in life, facts and good sense have very little bearing. The audacity of a great inventor is that he believes he can build something which up to this point is impossible to create. The audacity of great writers is that they believe they can write an original idea, something that the more sensible among us would say is impossible, for there's nothing new under the sun. The audacity of every great love story is that the couple can make their love work even against all the impossible odds. Yes, even our faith, for all the evidence and logic and reasonableness underneath it, at its very core, is quite impossible. Are not miracles by their nature impossible? When things are impossible, there is no amount of good sense, logic or evidence that makes them possible, except for the audacious belief that the impossible can be made into the possible. All great things that we create start with the impossible. Yes, most people will say that believing the impossible will make you quite mad. But maybe the best place to start today would be to believe something impossible, to contradict some logic, to dispose of some good sense, and to make the impossible possible. Jesus called us to live an impossible life, but with him it is possible to be more than we can be all by ourselves. Why don't you go out today and be a person who lives the impossible? Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com? You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Hi, I'm Marilyn Rodriguez and you're listening to The Peaceful Parent. Last weekend, I needed to get a few last-minute things at the shops to get ready for my sister's wedding. My eldest daughter still needed a dress, and my other daughter needed shoes to go with the dress she already had. Our weekend was relatively uncluttered, so I decided to take them separately, one on the Saturday and the other on the Sunday, and use the trips as an opportunity for some one-on-one time with each child. Well, it was awesome. Both girls hugely enjoyed their separate afternoons out with their mum to go shopping and grab an ice cream. 
They were so grateful to have my complete attention, which they normally have to share with younger siblings, and we covered topics of conversation that I often can't give adequate time to at home. Times like these with our kids are some of the best things about being a parent. They help us to stay connected with our children and give them memories that will help them later. Research has shown that when parents spend at least one hour of special time with their child each week, listening, affirming and showing affection, it can even improve their child's brain development by increasing the size of the hippocampus, the part in the brain which deals with cognition. It's not easy to create one-on-one time with each child when we have two or more children, but with some creative thinking it's possible to do it and do it often. For example, we can use the time that another child spends in an activity. I sometimes play or go for a walk with my four-year-old or two of his older siblings are in their swimming lessons. We can take one child with us when we go out shopping or on another errand and build some fun into it. At home we can choose one child to do a chore with us that he or she enjoys like baking or gardening and to make sure the other kids are occupied with something else. If you're a parent, I hope you enjoy your one-on-one time with your child this week. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Mrs. Marilyn Rodriguez. She's an absolute gem, Marilyn, and it's great to have her on the show so regularly. This week she was talking to us about the importance of one-on-one time. Marilyn's in high demand right around the country for her absolute pearls of wisdom and guidance, particularly in family life and raising kids, and so it's great to have her on the show. Thanks, Marilyn, for your input this week. Prior to the break, as we said, we had Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks for listening in to The Journey. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Today we're talking about how to help a struggling marriage. We've all been in that situation. A friend or relative confides in us that they're having some marriage trouble. We want to help, but knowing what to do that is genuinely helpful is tricky. Here are a few tips to keep in mind. Firstly, listen. Use your best listening skills. Give your full attention. Validate their thoughts, emotions, and the needs expressed. Point two, balance. While it's important for your friend to have a safe place to air their grievances, it's generally not helpful for them to have a rant session with the both of you getting stuck into the absent spouse. Try to keep some balance. Let them voice their grievances, but also encourage them to think about it from their spouse's side also. Thirdly, professional help. Encourage them to get some quality counselling someone skilled in representing the interests of the marriage and who will work to save that marriage. Point four, marriage education. Surprisingly, marriage education is often as effective as counselling in helping couples to restore or reset the relationship. In fact, the intensive nature of many of these courses, for example over a weekend, can help couples break through an impasse and re-establish connection. In addition, sometimes one spouse won't go to counselling, but they will consider a marriage education class. And finally, pray for them. So often we overlook the power of prayer to bring real change into a situation. Holding this couple in your prayer intentions is a gift you can always give, and praying with one or both spouses is especially powerful and can sometimes be the most effective intervention. Most marriages that end in divorce are not abusive, violent or seriously dysfunctional. Usually couples just drift apart and in their hurt and disillusionment they lose all hope and eventually give up. What they need from friends who really care is to give them hope, not reinforce their hopelessness with unhelpful statements like you don't deserve that or you can do better elsewhere. We're Byron and Francine Parola. For more tips on relationships, visit smartloving.org. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family.
We heard from Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. Really fantastic input from them this week. Spoke to us about five ways to help a struggling marriage. When it comes to people in Australia who know about how to keep marriages humming along, it's very, very hard to go past Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. So many insights they've been passionate about and so invested in good marriages for such a long time now. And they're just picked up all around the country by churches, governments, advisory bodies to talk about the importance of making sure that marriages work and work well. And I really encourage you to access some of this stuff via the Smart Loving website or to go back to past editions. You might want to hear what we've played today again. Don't forget that you can go online to radio.dow.org.au, listen to it again for yourself or it might be something you want to pass on to someone else you can do that for any of our segments that we have on the show each week and while we know there are lots and lots of people who are listening via their local radio station each week don't forget that if you want to go and subscribe you can access this show online every single week and listening again particularly the parts that really speak to your heart or you think might be just exactly what someone else needs to hear really hope you've enjoyed this week's show. I love bringing it to you. It's, it's just a joy each and every week. Keep safe, particularly if you're on the road, travelling back from a school holiday break. It's only a few weeks ago we were celebrating the joy of the resurrection that, that comes with Easter Sunday. And I just encourage you this week as you're moving through whatever you do to ensure that Easter reality is joyfully lived out in your life. Because if it is, it'll rub off on the lives of others. They want what you've got. Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks for joining us on this week's journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au